ourselves for our worship service this morning. We are going to prepare for Holy Communion as we uh, finish up our worship service this morning. We ask each of you to have some way of bread or some way of juice so that we can take the Holy Sacrament this morning. Uh, before we get into our worship hour, my wife, I believe she's coming forward. We're going to have a song this morning, then we'll get into our morning message. Good morning. God kept me. I'm going to try to sing that this morning. I almost let go. I felt like I just couldn't take life anymore. My problems had me down. Depression weighed me down. But God held me close so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy kept me so I wouldn't let go. I almost gave up. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough, but I couldn't see. You know, the devil had me down. But Jesus came around and he held me close so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy kept me so I wouldn't let go. So I'm here today because God kept me. I'm alive today only because of his grace. Oh, he kept me. God kept me. He kept me. So I wouldn't let go. So I'm here today because God kept me. I'm alive today only because of His grace. Oh, He kept me. God kept me. He kept me. So I wouldn't let go. Amen. Amen. God kept me so I wouldn't let go. His mercy saved me, didn't it? His grace saved me so I wouldn't let go. God bless you. Thank God for that beautiful song this morning. Don't let go. When God is Holding you with his unchanging hand. Don't let go of God's hand. So is there a word from the Lord? We got a, a long scripture this morning. Uh, hopefully in your reading we'll read a few verses. And, and we thank God for 
his grace and his mercy. Our text come out of 1 Kings. 1 Kings, 18th chapter, verses 20 through 40. 1 Kings, the 18th chapter, verses 20 through 40. Our scripture read this morning, So Ahab sent unto the children of Israel, and he gathered to the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto the people and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. And then said Elijah unto the people, I even, I only remain as a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Let themselves therefore give us two books and let them choose one bullock for themselves and, and to cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood and put no fire on it. And I will dress the other bullock and I lay it on the wood and, and put no fire on it. And call ye upon the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God that answers by fire let him be God. Mm -hmm. And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you which bullet for yourselves, and dress it first. And for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, and put no fire under. Mm -hmm. And they took the bullet which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning, evening, until noon, saying, mm -hmm. O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any answer. And they leaped upon the altar, which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, Cry aloud, for he is a God. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is on a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth and must be awakened. And they cried aloud and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lasses. Until the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past that they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was neither voice nor any answer nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came down to him, and he prepared an altar of the Lord that was broken down. And, and Elijah took twelve stones according to the number of tribes of the uh, sons of Jacob. And until the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel, be thy name, and with the stones be built an altar in the name of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he made a trench mm -hmm. about the altar, and great as it would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in the altar, and he cut the bullock in pieces, and he laid it on the wood, and he filled four barrels with water, and poured it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And he said, do it a second time. And he did it a second time, and he said, do it a third time. And they did it a third time, and the water ran about the altar, filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering, in the evening to sacrifice that the Elijah, the prophet, came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and I have done all these things at thy word. 
I am the, hear me, O Lord, hear me, that thy people may know that thou art the Lord God, that thou had turned thy heart back again. Mm -hmm. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice mm -hmm. and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said unto him, take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And he took them and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and he slew them there. May the Lord bless the hearing and the reading of his holy and his righteous word. Amen. Let the household of faith say, Amen. 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 Beautiful text this morning. You know, in the book of Jonathan Kahn, the book of mysteries, on day 150, he's talking about moving the universe. And it says that nearly 4,000 years ago, when Abraham sent his servant into the city of Nabor to find him a wife of his son Isaac, his servant stopped by the well at Nabor to find this woman. He prayed to God that God will show him the right woman mm -hmm. by having her to come to draw water at the well and offer him to draw water for the camels. And before finishing the prayer, this young woman named Rebecca came out of the well and did exactly as he just prayed about. So when God answered the servant's prayer, when did God answer the prayer? So that's the question. Mm -hmm. Did God answer the prayer when Rebecca came to the well? But in order for to God to answer the prayer for Rebecca to come to the well, Rebecca had already be on her way to the well. Mm -hmm. Before the servant even saw her, mm -hmm. and even before he prayed, ain't yeah. he? And then, when did she leave the house? When did she leave the house? Before she left the house, she had to plan her day to go out exactly in order for her to arrive at the well at the exact time that she arrived. And after that happened, every event of that day had to take place exactly the way it did. The slightest delay or lack of any event will cause the event to have incalculable change of events leading to not having the event to happen the way it did, but everything happened in the order that it had to happen in order for God to fulfill his plan. Man with See, that. And it is not only a chain of time, but everything had to be in the proper place, in the proper yes. space. Yes. See, God operates in time and space, doesn't yes, he? Does. Every time and every place had to be according to God in order for things to work together. So they must all work together uh, and with absolute precision uh, to, to, to specify every event that had to happen in order for God to work this thing out. Amen. So for God to answer the servant's prayer and to bring Rebecca to the well, he had to make those things work perfectly together in time and in space. Yeah. And to answer that prayer, he had to move the universe. Oh, listen to me. And, 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 and he had to move the universe. So it is for you and I, ain't Come it? On. Even the smallest of prayer that you and I make, God must move the universe in order for those things to come into fruition into our lives. Amen. For God to answer even one of your prayers, even the smallest of your prayers, he must direct everything. 
to move in, in time and coordinate every event to work to move the universe mm. so it could be at your beck and call to answer your prayer. For that is how much God loves you, ain't yeah. it? He loves us greater than time and space, greater than the universe. So my brothers and sisters this morning, for God to put us where we are right now today mm. at On The Wall Ministries here in Alta Vista, Virginia, God had to move the universe. Yes, he did. God had to move the universe somehow in the midst of everything that is going on around us, everything that we are doing, we must believe that God is in control yes, and he is. he's going to get things done. Yeah. Can I get an amen this morning? I don't care how bad things look, how crazy things could get in your life, God is still working things out. He's yeah, the great you. orchestrator yes, and we must have that confidence to believe that God, that all things is going to work out for our good. Do you yeah. believe that this morning? Huh? Can you see it? Everything had to be in place. Everything had to be in the right order. Yeah. Everything had to be in the right time in order for everything to work. When you grasp that thought of knowing how God orchestrates everything with time and place in order for you to get what God wants for your life, it's amazing. It'll blow your mind. And do you know that God took time to prepare time, chance, and opportunity and people yeah. to be available for the work, for the purpose that he has designed for your life? Mm. Do you realize God is orchestrating everything? That should blow your mind. Jonathan Kahn said that God will move the universe mm. in order for to answer our prayers if we would only have faith to believe in. So today, I want to talk to you on the subject when, when, when what you're working with ain't working. When what you're working with ain't working. Let us bow. Father God, we thank you, Lord, this day for this opportunity. We thank you for this time and space that you have given to us whereby we can be able to carry out the charge that you have on our lives individually and collectively. Mm -hmm. We are not here by happenstance. We're not here mm -hmm. by mistake. But God, you ordered our steps yeah. to be here this morning. You moved the universe to be able to allow us to be here at this time and place so that we can be able to preach your word. Lord, we thank you. We ask now that you would just touch my lips that I might boldly say those things you have laid upon my heart. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. When what you're working with ain't working. You know, I, I, I'm going to make a bold statement. And you might not agree with me, but I, I, there is not one individual on earth that does not have faith. There's not one individual that lack faith. Y'all listen to me. They may not have faith in God, mm -hmm. but they got faith in something. They got faith in someone, even in themselves. They got faith in something. So don't, don't tell me, say, you ain't got no faith. No, you might not have faith in God, but you got faith. Huh? Are you in agreement with me? Mm -hmm. See, they woke up this morning, and they turned the water on, and they did it what? Faithfully, ain't it? Huh, they stepped out of the bed and expect the feet to hold them up when they hit the floor. They did it faithfully. They get in the car and expect the car to start and run and drive it to work. They did it faithfully. And they go to their job and they expect to get paid faithfully. And they open a bottle of water without testing it. And they drink it, what? 
faithfully. I don't know about you this morning, but I tried a whole lot of stuff. And I had faith that that stuff that I was doing would work. Huh, do, do anybody in the house know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I faithfully stayed up all night. Yep. Long, huh? Yep. I, I faithfully did what I wanted to do as long as I wanted to do it. You did it what? Faithfully. <laughs> huh? Faith is a word that has nothing to do with Christianity or faith in God. Faith is just something that the substance of things that you hope for and the evidence of things that you've seen, whether it's of God or not of God. Yeah. I faithfully ran until I couldn't run any longer, didn't I? Yeah. All night meant what? All night. Coming in at sunrise didn't mean a thing to me. I made sense out of nonsense of everything that I did. See, I remember the time when, when, when they called that you the man because of what you did. They said Gibbon was the man, ain't it? Huh, he was the bomb. We did all of that, what? Faithful. Faith means a lot, but having faith in the wrong things is like not having faith at all. When you were working, you did all you could do. You did everything you could do, but faithfully. But when what you're working with ain't working, it's time for your faith to be able to take a turn and look at something else. You need to try to figure out what do I need to have faith in in order for God's will to be done in my life. Amen. I told you earlier, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, that's a definition that has nothing to do with what I believe in. Yeah. It says that if, if, if I believe in it and I put my trust in it, mm -hmm. that's what is the definition of faith. So the substance of your hope and the evidence of the things that you have not seen could be some ungodly stuff. Huh? You can go out and do some stuff that's ungodly, faithful, ain't it? Faith directed toward holy things of God gives you a godly reward. Amen. But faith directed toward things that are not godly will reap you faithfully an uh, uh, end that leads to destruction. That's what the Bible said. Things can look pretty good for a while. But when it's all over, hey? mm. Mm -hmm. things can look pretty good for a season. But when that winter time comes, winter is upon you. So yeah. I want to encourage you this morning. When what you're working with ain't working, do a faith check. <laughs> you know, when, when, when you're working with ain't working, you need to do a faith check. I thought about it. They let's have faith, mm. don't they? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Agnostics, they have faith and believe that they don't believe. Yep. Um, Muslims got faith, Hindus got faith, Mormons got faith, and, and having faith ain't the problem. But our problem is make sure that you're putting your focus of your faith in the right way, on the right thing. When what you're working with ain't working, I advise you to put your faith in something else. Yeah, Don't man. put your faith in things that ain't working. For you, that is not working to improve your life. It's not working to draw you closer to God. When you're working with things that ain't working, it's time for you to put your faith in something else. So as we come to our text this morning, uh -huh. we find church folk that thought that their faith was working. Mm. See, I'm, 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 I'm inserting church folk into mm -hmm. what these, 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 these <laughs> individuals thought that they were supporting. Mm -hmm. they, they, they thought that they were believing in their God Baal, so they were having church. Mm -hmm. So I'm not using Christianity no. definitely on church, but they were having a service. Yes, they and, were. And, and, and these these weren't church folk that followed God. I'm talking about yep. uh, these weren't church folk that followed the God Jehovah faithfully. 
But they did follow their God, Baal, ain't it? Mm -hmm. and, and I call them church folk because they're much like many of us. We attend church, but we just as messed up as the folks that have been following Baal. Amen. See, we, we, we do some of that crazy stuff too. These things, these folk didn't like faith. They just like faith in the right thing. Mm -hmm. Suppose we had church folk as faithful as them folk were. Mm -hmm. huh? I mean, Y'all get to read it now. We're going to look at it. When we find the prophet Baal coming face to face with them, he asked them to serve God or Baal. Which one are you going to serve? Uh -huh. huh? God needs to ask us, who are you going to serve today? Mm -hmm. It must be what? One or the yeah. other. Our text says that, so Ahab and the children of Israel gathered the prophets together in Mount Carmel, and Elijah came unto all the people and he said, how long will you be torn between two opinions? If you're going to be God, if the Lord going to be God, follow him. If it's going to be Baal, follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Mm. See, ain't it amazing how it's so hard to get church folk to work together for the goodness of the Lord, but they'll come together to raise all of the hell and trouble. And ain't it amazing? Yes, Excuse the language, but, but you know Amen. what I'm talking about. That Elijah was getting ready to do the work of the Lord. He asked Abraham that, that who you want to work with? Who, who you want to depend on? Are, are you going to follow God or you want to follow Baal? Make your decision today who you going to follow. Yeah. So he devised a test. <laughs> he devised that says he was getting ready to work this Lord's work. And Ahab had sent 450 prophets of Baal so God could, 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 couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get all the glory. See, they wanted some of the glory. They didn't want God to get all of the glory. So he said, I'm going to send 450. I'm going to send 450 and see how God deal with my 450 prophets of Baal. See, wouldn't it be wonderful to have church folk with that type of faith that they'll come together anyhow? Mm. Huh, 450 came together. Mm. You know, it didn't say that they, they came. They came what? Together. together. They came together. See, when they gathered together, Elijah asked them, when will you make your minds up on who you're going to serve? Mm -hmm. huh? It must be God or go ahead and follow Baal. Don't, don't keep coming to church and don't want to follow God. Don't keep coming to church and worshiping each Sunday, each Sunday on and off, and you don't want to do what God you think coming to church is satisfying God? Yep. Coming to church is not satisfying God. You need to please God by being the individual that you desire to be. Mm -hmm. See, just like church folk, when, when they were cornered with the gospel, how much do they want to say? And you know, the preacher asked them, how many Christians are really witnessing each and every day or any day of their lives? Are they really witnessing? Or the, we, we're just going by the name Christian but not really going out spreading the gospel. Mm -hmm. See, not all church folk are quiet because you have those hardcore showing sure up church folk that will challenge the Lord. They'll challenge you and challenge for the sake of the yes, Lord. They, they won't bag down from the truth if, 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 if it's sharing the word of the Lord. See, when it's sharing the word of the Lord, he said, he, he said that you should come boldly mm -hmm. before the throne of God. Mm -hmm. See, Elijah hit them so hard that they were stunned. And mm -hmm. like my mama said, they didn't say a what? A mumbling word, huh? He said they couldn't say a word. See, when what you're working with ain't working, sometimes it's hard to say anything, ain't it? Huh? You want to say stuff, but you can't come up with nothing that has any substance to it because you know what you're working with ain't working, ain't it? Ain't working. So next, Elijah gives them a chance to see 
if what they working with is working. Mm -hmm. See, don't, don't never tell somebody that what you working with ain't working without giving them a chance to prove it. Mm -hmm. So here Elijah said, if what you working with, if the God that you working with is so powerful, I'm going to give you a chance to prove it. So he said that, I, I need to read it all. I, I know I read it once, but I, I, I like to read it all, but I don't think I'm going to read it all. Y'all know what he said, that he called the prophets of Baal together and he decided they're going to take two bullets and cut one. One bullet would go to the prophets of Baal. The other bullet would go to the, to, to, to uh, Elijah. And then he would be able to cut the bullet up and each one would have a be able to choose which one that they would have to be able to show who has the power. Mm -hmm. He said, call upon your God, you call upon your God, now I call upon my God, and we'll see which God has the most power. Okay. He said that it came to pass at midday that they prophesied in the time of the offerings of evening too, but there was no voice, mm -hmm. there was no answer, there was anything to be regarded. See, they were faithfully calling upon their God, Baal, and, and the length that, that we can go to to try to do things when things ain't working. Ain't it amazing? Yeah. I, I, I tried it myself. I tried the same thing 15 times and it didn't work the first time. But I thought that if I keep on trying it, then it'll work out. Mm -hmm. see, see, I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about what? That stuff that I've had in my own life when it won't work. And ain't it? Elijah explained the test that it will allow them to be able to show that what they're working with was working. So get all of the folk together. He told them, get the bull, one for you, one for me. Kill it, dress it, cut it into pieces and put it on the altar. Then call on your God. Then I call on my God and let's see which one is working. Okay. We're going to see what you're working with. Yep. They did as Elijah said. They call upon Baal morning and noon and nothing happened. And then the men, they, those were men of faith, weren't they? Whenever you can call upon a God that ain't nothing answering and you still hanging in there, that's got to be faith, ain't it? Because I told you, faith has nothing to do with Christianity or God, or, or it has to do with just you being committed. Yeah. See, they did, as Elijah said, they called upon Baal from morning until noon, but nothing happened. And if it didn't happen, uh, 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 if it didn't happen, let me, let me catch my line here. If they didn't have faith, they would have gave up a long time ago, ain't it? Huh, they got so crazy, they jumped up on the altar and they began to offer themselves by cutting themselves. There still ain't nothing happening, ain't it? Huh? They jumped up on the altar. What, what did old folks say? They jumped out of the frying pan in the fire, but nothing still happened. Elijah started to mock them and he tried to tell them, he said, get your praise on a little bit more. Maybe something else will happen. All of a sudden, oh, y'all listen to me. He said, where your God at, huh? Where your God? Why ain't you working with why, why, ain't, why ain't what you working with working? Why ain't what you doing? Is your God sweet? They took a look at Elijah and said literally, and, and they got louder. They began to cut themselves and began blood gushing all over the place. Now that's faith, ain't it? You yeah. got to have faith to get that crazy. And, and then they hung on until evening prophesying faithfully and hopeful that something would happen. Y'all... Y'all going to make me say something, but <laughs> see, we can't get church folk to sit in church for an hour without looking, looking at their watch and saying it's time to go. But these folk hung in there all day long. Oh, hey, and oh. when you're working with something, time doesn't matter. We shouldn't be worried about time when what we're working with is working for our lives and changing and things are happening. These folk hung in there all day long. And when, when what they're working with won't work, they still hung in there. Yep. Then that's faith, ain't it? It's faith. Then finally, hmm. 
It's showtime. Let me read it to you. And Elijah took the twelve stones in according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, into whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall thy name be. And with those stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he made a trench about the altar as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in the order and cut the bullock in pieces, laid it on the wood, and he said, Fill four barrels of water, poured it on the burnt sacrifice, and on the wood. And he said, Do it a second time. And he did it a second time. He said, Do it a third time. And did it the third time, and the water ran on the altar and filled the trench with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering and the evening of two sacrifice. And Elijah the prophet came near. He said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that the God of Israel, and I am thy servant, and I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear that people might know that thou art the Lord God, that thou had turned their heart back. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. Oh, ain't it good to know that God can show up, but he can also show out, can't he? Elijah took that dry, that dry, that dry test that the prophets of Baal failed in, and he took it to another level. He introduced a water test that will take a divine revelation of God to another level. And he built an altar of 12 stones representing God's chosen, and he dug a trench capable of holding several barrels of water. And he cut the bull, and he laid it on the altar, and he poured the water, and he ran down and filled the trench. And then he waited. Uh, sometimes you got to wait on the Lord, ain't it? He waited on the Lord, and then when he waited on the Lord, the Lord came down, and he came down, and he, he, he sacrificed, he licked up the wood, he, he burned up the wood, he burned up the stones, he burned up the dust, and he licked the water out of the trench. And when you're working with what, what you know that you're working with, God will show up and show out. Show up. God yeah. will take it to another level yes, if you will. only put his trust in it. Yes, I dare you to call on him this morning. Jesus. If you call upon the Lord, Lord will take that little thing that you yeah. had and he'll yeah. take it to another level. Yes, he can will. do the impossible Look. if you would only put your trust, trust in him. In him. Mm -hmm. Put your trust in God. God will take it up to another level. Yes, he will. When what you're working with ain't working, call upon the Lord and he'll make things He'll make it work out for you. He'll change your direction. He'll put you on another path. If the path that you're going on ain't working, God will change the path that you're going on and put you on a straight path that leads to glory, that leads to everlasting glory in his name. God is working it out on it. Well, I want to work it out for you. So as we close this morning, there are some dire consequences when we, when what you're working with ain't working mm -hmm. for the Lord. When what you're working with ain't working for the Lord, you won't have to deal with some dire consequences. Our text says, when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, mm -hmm. the Lord, he is God, ain't it? Yes, he, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And Elijah said, take those prophets of Baal. Let not one of them escape. Mm -hmm. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon, and, and he slew them there. Huh? Donald McClurkin has this song, says that, what do you do when, when you've done all you can? Mm -hmm. You're just saying, ain't it? Mm -hmm. See, that's when you, what you're working with is working for the Lord. Only thing you need to do is just stand. You don't need to 
try to figure out. He said, I think I was reading in our text this morning, when they call you up and be delivered. He said, don't even think about what you need to say. God will give you the word yes, to say. He will. He, he will defend you. You don't need to defend yourself. When you're working for the Lord, God will work this thing out for you. When you see the glory of the Lord at work against what you're working with, you can't stand to stand against God if what you're working with is not in his will. You when you work against the will of God, you are working to get some bad consequences in your life. Amen. In reference to God, astonished by the work of the Holy Spirit, ashamed of their sin, all they that do is fall on their faces to acknowledge God, that he is the true God over that false God of Baal. That was the fate of the people. But the prophets that led those people astray to deal with a different set of consequences. See, us leaders, Come if on, we lead God. people astray, yeah. God will not condemn those people we led astray. God will allow his mercy and grace. He'll open up their eyes. But you and I, they lead people astray. He said that they were taken down to the to the brook of Kishon and they were slung, slew right there. This was the fate of the people. But the prophet ordered those who were taken down captive. Not one of them escaped. He took them down to the brook of Kishon and executed, what, 450 of them from Elijah. From this, Elijah got a reputation that followed him that whenever folks saw him coming, they would say, what are you going to do with us? <laughs> They remembered the, the time that when those prophets of Baal came against the prophet of God. Come on, When man. what you're working with ain't working, things can get nasty. Can yeah. have some dire yeah. results in your life. So when you got your agenda that is different than the agenda that yeah. God got for your life, things can get nasty. Yes, things can work out for the worst. So you can get prepared to have some things happen in your life yeah. if you're not operating. If you're not working with the will of God in your life, things will get rough. So if you're dealing with some folk whose agenda is different than God's agenda, I dare you to call upon the Lord. huh? Don't, don't try to fight that battle uh, by yourself. He'll be there for you, won't he? He'll fight your battle if you would turn it over to Jesus. Yeah. I heard David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, death. I will feel no evil. No. Thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, that to pass the table before me in the presence of mine enemy. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Then he said, what surely, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you say surely this morning? Are you one of those individuals that can you say surely goodness and mercy will follow me all of the days of my life? Are you one of those Christians that can know that no weapon formed against me shall prosper? I, I got to have that type of faith. Do you believe this morning that God has a plan for your life that what you're working with is able to get you the glory that God deserves for your life? All of this stuff doesn't matter. If what you're working with ain't working, you need to get a new thing. You need to get a new thing right now. The Bible says, behold, now is the day of salvation. Yeah. It's time for the church to be able to get a new perspective. Yeah. We need to look back and see how God is working this thing out in the church. Well, if what you're working with ain't working, it's time for you to review to analyze and to do some change in your Amen. life. So I want to ask you this morning, what you're working with, huh? Uh -huh, what you're working uh -huh. with? 
Are you working with the true and the living God? Or are you working with the gods of those worlds that, that try to lead you away from him? Show me what you're working with. Yeah. Uh-oh, so uh-oh, y'all didn't know I knew some Justin Timberlake, huh? Show me what you're working with. Instead of talking, it's time for the church to show the world what we're working with. We need to let the world know that we're working with a risen Savior. Yeah. We're working with a God that sits high, but he looks low. Do you believe it this morning? Yes. Mr. Sacred Choir said, that's the problem I had. Mm-hmm. I couldn't seem to solve. I tried, I tried, but I couldn't keep deep involved. But I turned it over to Jesus, and I couldn't worry about it. So I turned it over to Lord, and he worked it out. So God can work it out this morning. If you turn it over to him this morning, I dare you to turn it over to Jesus. Huh? If what you're working with ain't working, you need to turn it over to Jesus. He'll come in and he'll renew that thing into your life. All you need to do is call upon him this yeah. morning. Call Jesus. Jesus. He'll be there for you. He'll help this thing to work this thing out in your life. Any good this morning? Yeah. Ain't God all right? Is he all right? And the hymn just says that while you were trying to figure it out, he already worked it out. God was already working it out. When you were trying to figure it out, God was already working it out. So if what you're working with ain't working, turn it over to Jesus. Everything will be all right. Sometimes some things that we're working with just ain't working. And when it ain't working, it's time for us to try something else. Turn it over to Jesus. He'll make it all right. We thank God for you this morning. These people, they, they truly had faith, but they had faith in the wrong thing. I would advise you this morning, get faith in the risen Savior. Mm-hmm. Put your faith in someone who, 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 who went to the grave, who rose on that third day morning, who, who ascended up into heaven, who is sitting on the right hand of the Father. That's the one that I believe in. Mm-hmm. That's the one I believe in. I'm going to put my trust in him. Yeah. And I believe if I would put my trust in him, Everything is going to be all right. God will work it out, won't it? Yes, he will. God will work it out. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come. And hopefully we've encouraged some people this morning to realize, to look in your life, do a check. Check, see what you're working with. Are you working with the power of God or are you working with your own power? Are you working with power that is temporal or are you working with that eternal power that God has? So turn it over to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I believe that everything will be all right. Show the world who you're working with. I'm working with a risen Savior. I'm working mm-hmm. with the power of God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That's who I am working with. And once I'm working with him, I believe everything is going to be all right. God bless mm-hmm. you. May heaven have a smile upon you. If there is one this morning that do not know Jesus Christ as personal Savior, we invite you this morning to get to know him. Accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your life. And once you accept him, he'll come in and he'll work that thing out. The Bible says he'll take a heart, a, a stony heart and turn it into a heart of flesh. He'll soften up that old heart of yours so it can be able to receive that word. So it can be able to have a resting place down into your soul, into your spirit. So that you can be able to be that what God designed you to be. God bless you. We're going to enter into Holy Communion this morning, Holy Sacrament. And those, we ask that you have not uh, any uh, bread or any juice in your presence. We ask that you would get it right now. And let's prepare to go and receive of the Lord's body.
The Bible says, For I received the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, the same night that he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, that he break it and he said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken of you. This do it in remembrance of me. As often as this man also, he took the cup and he had sucked. And the cup is New Testament in my blood. And this do you as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death until he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of this cup. For he eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are sickly among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we shall not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, and that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry one for another. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that ye come not together under condemnation, and the rest will I set in order when I come. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this sacrament that you have given unto us. You said the bread represents your broken body, the blood, the, the wine represents your shed blood. Mm -hmm. And now we want to sanctify it, Lord, make the bread and the juice spiritual, mm -hmm. from, from physical to spiritual, that we might partake of you, that we might feel the presence of your spirit in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's the bread that represents the body. Let us eat together. You see, the juice represents his blood. Let us drink together. They said they sang the hymn and they went up to the Mount of Olives. We don't have the Mount of Olives, but we do have the hedges and the highways. Go out into the hedges and the highways and compel men, women, boys, and girls to come. Jesus Christ has no desire that none is lost. Our desire is that all men be saved. So we invite you to get to know the risen Savior. Come get to know him. Receive him into your heart. And then when you go out, let somebody know about that.